0: Well, hello, welcome to League Bird Talk podcast, sitting around the table today, we have David, Hey, Matthew, hey. And, he, and myself, we have the trifecta of awesome today. That's right. How about that? That's right. Um, it's Monday morning, Monday morning of deer season.
1: Look out. Mm-hmm. There's been a
0: lot of shots this weekend. Yep. Shots rang out. I almost got a couple with my truck on the way here this morning. Nice. Yep. Yep. I actually, uh, th- yesterday I was hunting, yesterday afternoon, and, uh the farmhouse something on and she's getting ready to sell it and she said hey john do you want this and j- uh, she had me follow her into her garage and she had a a buck mount um on the table there and she said i can't put the keep putting this thing in storage you want to <laughs> take this thing will you put it somewhere do something with it and i looked at it and started laughing because it has like a little bronze plaque underneath the the head <laughs> and it has her name and then it, it says uh the date it was harvested. And then with the type of uh weapon, weapon that, she that she used. Huh. And it said F one fifty. And I started to laugh and I said, You you hit this with your truck? And she said, Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> and then you mounted it. She like, Yeah. I figured since it cost me that much money, might as well mount it. <laughs> that's the
2: way that's the way you get yourself a trophy deer. That's, that's right. fantastic. A deer and a story to go along with it. That's yeah. awesome.
0: F one fifty. Uh well guys, uh uh we've got some cool things happening in the life of Leesburg in the next couple of weeks. We do. Uh we've got um, Financial Peace Live coming up uh, here in two weeks. Uh that'll be a really cool thing. Have you all been a part of Financial Peace? Yeah. You're yeah, I right.
2: have um one of the most helpful wedding gifts that Stacy and I received before we got married. I was doing an internship at a church and uh one of the ministers there had gone through it and gave me like the whole entire kit, you know, and said, "Hey, you know, you it, this has helped us" and told us the story of what all happened with him. And uh so it was really helpful for us to start off even, you know, Mm, six or eight months before we got married. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we started off on the same page and yeah. uh, gone a long way in keeping us out of debt
0: and, yeah. and everything. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's so funny. You know, the, the, I mean, we're all young guys, and mm-hmm. we've yeah. got, you know, we're our spouses are young. And one of the biggest fights that happen in homes is about finances. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to compare and contrast the homes where people have this financial piece because matt you've been through it as well right yeah mm-hmm. and and so the the and uh, a man and i have been uh involved in financial peace before um so the three of us we've all had and been through this process or these mm-hmm. are aware of it um we've read the books we have we've had those conversations with our with our spouses and then the fights that we have i would assume it's the same for you all the fights that we have about money are much different than the ones that I, with the couples I talk about, who who don't have the same philosophy. Oh, absolutely! I yeah. mean, there's like knockdown down drag outs about money. Yeah, and I don't have to fight about money.
2: No, I mean honestly, um, you know, not to say that we never argue about anything, but uh, but we have never had a money argument in yeah. our in our marriage, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I think that speaks volumes to. Um, the effectiveness of, of this program. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, because it's
0: really, it, it's more than just how you handle money. It's mm-hmm. a philosophy of life. Yep. And that's, you know, the kind of the neat thing. Now, now Amanda, and I, like, I've picked fights about money more than anything. <laughs> yep. Because I always want to buy cool stuff. Like, I'm yeah. like, hey, why can't I buy an $800 gun? You know? <laughs> I'm a musician. So And I love power tools. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah mm hmm. <laughs> um, And so, but, but when you have that, that philosophy and you're on board with the same philosophy, man, it makes a world, world difference because I've counseled tons of couples who have these constant reoccurring fights about finances and stress. And, you know, statistically speaking, you know, the the number of divorces that happen because of finances and sex Mm -hmm. is through the roof. And so, Yeah. yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. This won't help your sex life, but it can help your financial life. <laughs> I mean, you never know. And, and which, in turn, could help your sex life. <laughs> True. I, yeah, I get mean, Yeah. Right?
3: You're right. You're right.
0: <laughs> I wish we had a camera in here. Because, <laughs> David, your face when I said that was fantastic. Um, anyway, anyway, financial peace life, free event. It costs you nothing, which is kind of neat. I, I've been to one of these live events before. And I think it cost me a hundred bucks just to go. Mm-hmm. To you know, it's about a hundred dollars to go through the course. Yep. Yeah, I think the one night extensive is is a hundred dollars to go. Yeah, I remember uh, a college professor David Wheeler made us do it in in school. Yep. Um, and I think that cost me a hundred bucks there. So I mean, this is free, absolutely free ninety nine. And and
2: childcare, childcare is provided. Um, and here here's the thing too. What what's cool about this event? is you know maybe you're not sure about jumping in with both feet to the full pro this is just an intro and even if you know like like we were talking about we kind of started early with this but if you have gotten yourself into a bunch of debt you know sometimes we have that mentality of well i'm this far there's no there's no but but the program is meant because it is a lifestyle change and a philosophy of life change um it's not you know the guy that gave me the um, the the packet the the starter kit um, had gotten into over a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt um, between house car credit cards that kind of stuff yeah. and um, and worked out of that within you know several years. so it's not just for you know those who are starting off green it's it's it, cool
0: and we've got countless stories at the church and of course I can't name names uh, without their permission but we've got several families who have significant uh, I think there's one family who paid off sixty eight thousand dollars worth of debt in a matter of two years or so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just working these steps. And so this isn't, you know, this Financial Peace Live isn't a big commitment. It is one night, mm-hmm. All right, If you if you want to walk away after this one, it's, if you want to come to it and then say, you know what, that's not for me. I'd rather stay in misery than do it. <laughs> you know. And I think
1: I think if even if you are one of those people that says this isn't this program, this whole program really isn't for me, you will learn something you can use to better your financial life for sure for sure yeah and
2: And, and also if nothing else dave ramsey is an entertaining speaker to listen to right so yeah it's not like you're going to sit there and be bored with right yeah
0: he's kind of like um he's got that country twang yeah kind of like dr phil only not nearly as annoying
2: yeah, he kind
0: <laughs> of you know looks
1: I mean? a little similar to <laughs> yeah, Dr. Phil, Now that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a defining day in your life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, so so that's happened and then of course we've got the Grief Share uh uh event called Surviving the Holidays. If you're a listener and you are dreading the holiday season as it approaches, uh maybe you've lost a loved one family member uh here recently and this is possibly the first year without them. Uh this could be a challenging season for you and so there's an event called Surviving the Holidays. It's going to happen here at the at the Hub on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving at 6.30. Come on down. That'll be a lot of fun. A uh, great group of people meeting faithfully there. Uh, but you don't have to, again, this isn't a commitment type thing. You can just come for this one night and see if maybe this is something for you. Mm-hmm. And it could absolutely help you as you groove through the holiday season. So that would be a good thing for you. We've got all kinds of ministries happening right now. We've got tons of collections going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was talking this morning with uh, uh, Terry and Joyce Rader with Operation uh, with uh, uh, the Lee County Lee County yeah. Cover the Mountain Outreach. Uh, they're they're already working early this Monday morning, getting toys collected and and stuff settled there. So that's happening. Uh, toys are, can be uh, dropped off at the church. Actually, I had another phone call this morning at the church. Somebody's bringing some bicycles and uh, stuff like that. So that'll be cool. Uh, So that's happening. Um, uh, For more information about them, stop by the table in the foyer. We've got Operation Christmas, uh, Mm -hmm. the shoebox campaign going on next weekend.
2: Is it it next weekend or is it this weekend? I'm sorry, yeah, this coming weekend. This
0: coming weekend, the 17th they are due. So get those boxes in. If you don't, we're coming to your house.
1: Repoed. <laughs> Repoed. That's
0: not your box. Give me that box. <laughs> Give me that box. Uh, and then, so we've got that going on. We've got a coat drive going on for Parkside and Shading Lawn, specifically uh, uh, 2X and up, mm-hmm. uh, I think, are the coats they, they need. Uh, but any coat would be a blessing there. Uh, I'm missing something. What am I missing? Uh, I know one thing that we're just now kind of starting to
2: push in terms of the teens Uh, 6th through 12th grade, we're going on a trip, December 29th through 31st. It is called Extreme Winter Conference. It's in Gatlinburg. Great value for the money. Get to be at four concerts, basically, within that time. Um, Top name band skillet uh, for king and country. We're going to be, uh, yeah, Kanye we're going to be. Kanye West is going to make kidding. a special appearance. And, no, <laughs> maybe that's next year. That's <laughs> next, next year, year. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, deadline for that is December 1st. So that's coming up oh, on yeah. us quickly. Yeah. So we're getting the word out. How much is that going to be? Uh, it's going to be $150, okay. which covers the cost of lodging for that time, it covers all of your concert ticket stuff. Uh, transportation, it even covers a couple of meals. So really, uh, it's, a like I said, a great value for what it is that we're
0: doing. Let's say I'm an inquisitive parent, which I am. Yes. Where would I find that information?
2: You would find that information on leesburg.cc. Mm-hmm. You would also find that on our social
0: media pages. Social media pages? Yeah. What should I look for on the social?
2: In fact, if you were to go to Facebook and search Facebook groups, uh, for Leesburg teens KY or Leesburg kids KY, depending on you know what age you're uh, looking to keep track of, you can find us there uh, on Instagram. It's just the handles. Is it handles? Is that a Twitter thing? Sure, I, Let's sure. Call the, it handles. The handley thingy things uh, are Leesburg kids KY and Leesburg teens KY. We do some fun stuff on there and uh, also kind of on informative stuff on the gram. Right, we're uh, up with the things.
0: I I'm not really on the gram a lot, mm-hmm. but I am on the Facebook and I see you posting all the time on the on the Facebook. So that's a great way to stay informed with what's happening in our student and family ministry. Yep. Uh cool, cool, cool. Yep. Rock and roll. What else is going on? Is that about it? Uh, I, I feel like that's... I'm missing something.
3: Hmm.
2: We'll probably be missing something well, important. We can
0: I'll tell you what though, I hit those missions, didn't I? Yes, you did. We got those going. It's important. Again, this is a big time it. of the Again, year for listen, that. Yeah. If you're listening and you see Joni Ha walking around, say, Joni, I heard all the missions announcements on the podcast. How wonderful. It's great. <laughs> and uh, and get a big smile out of her that way. There you go. Well, let's talk about a few things. We um, uh, t- Our topic today for the three of us, I thought it would be a, a lot of fun for us to kind of just have kind of like soapbox rant day right like if right. you had just one topic you just had a good rant about you know it really grinds your gears what burns your buttons or no not <laughs> your, burns biscuits, but, right? your, your biscuits right your biscuits yeah mean, it could burn your buttons. i mean too. yeah your but button. forever
1: going to be for me <laughs> burns, burns your buttons <laughs> burns
0: your buttons and and Ooh, these buttons are hot. <laughs> all right anyway um what really gets you going uh, I thought maybe we could have some of these short little rants and uh, kind of pitch in and fuel the flames, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dave, why don't you start us off today? What we'll really gets your goose? Goose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to make up all kinds of things here today. Uh, all right. So I'm not. I'm not great at. Uh, I'm not great at a uh, soapbox, right? So, but what. Uh, there was something that has come up in the last couple of weeks that uh, I thought maybe instead of just me on a soapbox, you guys could help me kind of work through this. Okay. And uh, we could soapbox it together, right? Yeah, that's, so. yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, so there was this article that I saw on Facebook, and it was shared a few times from people that I'm friends with. Um, and I honestly thought it was like a Babylon B, one of those things oh, yeah, that like was, satire. you know, satire, right? Because it was... Just kind of outrageous to the, me.
0: The, the, I love some of those Babylon Bee articles. They <laughs> crack
2: me
3: up. Like
0: man, They're great. Was it the the one? Uh, 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 there was one not too long ago that said uh, confirmed uh, after three years, church church was able to confirm that the bass player was actually deceased on stage. <laughs> <Yeah. know>? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
2: they yeah. have. I mean, they pump out multiple hilarity. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. so uh, each day but uh but yeah but this so wasn't I, one. this was not i i mean it seemed I, to be one but it, it wasn't it seemed to be because to me it was so stupid <laughs> just to be <laughs> yeah. frank right yeah um really but it, your gears. it, it yeah. really burned my biscuits
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got your buttons out got it
2: <laughs> burned my but i don't know um but anyway so it wasn't and it's been shared 1.4 million times that's a lot, that's a lot of times yeah. right and uh and and i think this is a it is symptomatic of a big problem that we have as the church, especially in the Bible Bible belt part of, uh, of, of America. Okay. So the title of this article is why churches should ditch the projector screens and bring back hymnals. So, nice. uh, yeah, right. Pretty, uh, pretty important stuff here. Um, so I'm just, the way that I figure you guys could maybe help me out here is I will read the, uh, there's like five headings and, uh, We'll kind of, I'll just read the headings and we can kind of have a discussion about it. The the first major point to why basically screens are ruining churches is that informality at church is increasing. All right. So things like um, people don't call their preacher pastor so-and-so or brother so-and-so mm. anymore. Um, and then uh, like the ultimate gasp and clutch your pearls <laughs> is that people are doing things like wearing shorts to church. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, or- Jorts. <laughs> jorts. <laughs> now,
0: I think everyone should be upset with jorts.
2: <laughs> hey, I just bought some
1: jorts.
0: No, I mean, I wear them all
2: the
1: time. I'm but just kidding. I really didn't.
0: But. Oh, yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> I think John um, has some cut-off jorts. Oh, I do. They're pretty pretty. <laughs> I popular. do, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, My wife
0: loves them.
2: But the idea behind that to me is informality is increasing in the church. Is that – I mean, do, what do you guys is think? It, is that necessarily a bad thing?
0: You know, I, I don't. Like, I, I, I think – I think one of the reasons that so many people walk away from the church is because it seems so uh, detached from reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we break down that, when we bring down that that uh, that religious uh, uh, barrier, you know, h- barrier, yeah. yeah, it it makes Jesus more, I think, more uh, attainable. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah. and well, you know, yeah. kind of going to what you're talking about there with the. You know the brother and the reverend, and mm-hmm. we. You know, I think one of the big problems that we've seen in in several of the last decades is just putting ministers on this huge pedestal, mm-hmm. and then when they have a moral failure, yep, everybody loses if their minds. Yeah, if your faith because is based made, on they've kind of made it this.
0: Yeah. Oh know? yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, here in the past two years, we've had several big name. Uh, evangelical pastors who have had significant falls, whether it be sinful issues that happened, or you know, uh, uh, you know, sexual issues, or or just flat out mean type things, right. where they've been fired from their their churches, and so th- that hurts. Now, the, I think maybe this might be a different thing here. You said the the you know we've been the the article talks about how the we've been making our churches more informal mm-hmm. now that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. While I don't think the atmosphere as he's talking about there should should matter as much, mm-hmm. there is a raising tr- a rising trend of doing that with our doctrine and our mm-hmm. theology. So mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. something yeah and that, we could bark about.
2: Yeah, no, that's something that matters. Yeah.
0: Right. So we, we can't we can't cheapen or or become loosey goosey with our doctrine or theology. Mm-hmm. But this guy's talking about projectors and shorts and not calling people pastors. Her. Here's the thing: I'll give everybody a dollar who calls Matt Simpson, Reverend Simpson. <laughs> like I think that'd be great. But <laughs> I will, I will chuckle at it. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, not you know that's not a big deal. But, but uh, yeah. So he's saying he's saying that we're making services too informal.
2: Yeah, and and here's here's why that that kind of burns my biscuits, right? is because um, I've seen that in practical application, that standard of you have to dress this way, you have to speak this way, you have to... I've seen that be a barrier to people coming to Christ, right? Sure. There was a kid in one of the ministries that I was a part of that had, I mean, just a a terrible family life situation, really tough. I mean, I can't even go into all the the stuff. It was literally... a would have been the last kid that you would have thought would have come to the youth group um, or to church at all. And he started coming and he kind of got plugged in and he started to um, get connected with what it means to follow Jesus. And we were seeing some changes in him. Um, But this kid didn't have enough money for new clothes, anything like that. And it wasn't a style choice, but his jeans were like ripped that he wore to church. And he had a hat, you know, um, shower situation was not, available mm-hmm. much to him and and that became a barrier to other people in the congregation that came to him and said hey you know you ought not to dress that right. way yeah. when you're in when the you lord's church. House. you should you should right.
0: you know put on your Sunday best." and he's mm-hmm. like this is this, what i got exactly this right my best. Yeah. Yeah.
2: and if you look at at what really matters i don't think jesus cares what we are wearing in terms of you know modesty is is an issue that's brought up in in scripture but if if anything though um i think that in the new testament paul talks more about hey don't uh, put on false appearances by the way that you style your hair and the jewelry that you wear more so than hey don't look like you look the rest of the week you know what i mean so
0: right 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 yeah i mean i remember when i when i was uh young in the faith and young in church my home church um a well-intentioned uh, minister there called me one day when I was leaving high school. He was like, hey, I need you to come by the house today when you're when you're done in school. I said, like, okay, that's strange, but okay. So I went over, and he met me at the door. As I rang the doorbell, he opened the door, and he handed, like, three suits out to me. And he said, uh, here you go. And I said, uh, what's that? He said, they're suits. I'm too fat for them, and I expect <laughs> to see you in them from now on. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Which awesome. I tried, but... My problem was I was too skinny for the ones he gave me, so I'm looking, I still look like I'm, you know I kind of still you look homeless. Worse, yeah. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you looked uh, worse, yeah. You looked worse, but but <laughs> I mean I think he's well intentioned. Yeah. Um, but but if we have that that standard, because that what we do mm-hmm. and how we like part of that bleeds over to our doctrine and our theology. It, it does, yeah. And so and so for me again growing up. Like, I saw people who, you know, everybody dressed nice. and Not everybody, but most people dressed nice. It was expected that you would dress mm-hmm. nice and not, you know, wear jorts and stuff. And <laughs> um, The problem that I came to see was it looked like everyone had everything all together all the time. And the problem was I knew I didn't have mm-hmm. everything together, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so I think part of it transfers over unintentionally at times. If we put standards... On Christ that christ doesn't put on yeah, yeah, then we're messing up Ex- exactly. exactly yeah, exactly, all
2: right. all right, so um, the next little uh headline is hymnals are disappearing, right, and that's you know like Defcon five yeah, according yeah. To this guy, and <laughs> I say, you know my my response to that is yes, and, and? right, you know what <laughs> I mean, but what he's what he goes on to say is you know, you can't read the notes. And see how to learn new songs and to which I say if you're singing songs from the eighteen hundreds, are you really interested in teaching people new songs in the first place? You know what I mean? And I mean, h- and I mean yeah. seriously.
0: I mean, of course you all are both musicians, but
2: Oh, I can't even cite I'm I'm musical and I could I could can you read music? pluck
1: it out. I can't sight cite- read music like that. Can you sight cite- read music? Well I can, but I also did choir from sixth grade to right. right. mm-hmm. twelfth grade. So uh, yeah. there's a little bit of difference there. I think
0: most people can't though. I would, exactly. Oh no. Oh, or, no. And, oh and absolutely. I think in this
1: day and age too, if if we're just talking about culture, for when I was in elementary school, there was you know a music teacher that came around and taught you a little bit. I don't think that really happens anymore. You either if you're a if you get in band or choir, then you're going to learn some music. But other than that, there's probably not like a a program in most schools that yep. that does that anymore. Yep. So. So you really don't learn those things growing up like you used to. Mm-hmm. So there's some of that just for the culture now. Uh, but even then, like sight reading is not easy even when you've done it for a long right. time. Um, most people, I, honestly, they they hear it and they learn it over time, which is why everybody knows those hymns because mm-hmm. they know them by heart. They sang them every week for so long. Yeah. It really didn't have anything to do it's with the It's not much notes. of, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe in the 1800s when there were so many... Uh, Acapella type services where that people were singing parts. Yeah, but we really don't have that anymore. Yep, and the culture's changed. Yeah, I I
0: was. I'm sitting back thinking this is kind of a tangent, but yeah, I was in jazz band in high school for Mm -hmm. a year. I played guitar. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I say I played guitar. I sat there and held it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I couldn't read music. I never learned how to. I was in choir, uh, ish, Mm -hmm. most of high school. Never learned how to read music,
1: and I didn't really. Now that I look back at it, inquire. Yeah, I didn't really sight read unless I did all state. Yeah, and mm-hmm. which I did those competitions where you would and go. That and was the only time yeah. you had to do any yep. sight reading. Yeah. yeah, and so I had to at least know yeah. the basics of sight reading at that point. So I even mean,
0: yeah, yeah. So so okay, so so uh, so the problem with
2: yeah. that to me is. You know, the the idea, well, because the, the undertones of this article is churches are in decline spiritually because these things are happening, and it, because hymnals are disappearing, the church is in spiritual decline, which to me says that is made as an idol in yeah. this oh, author's. Oh, yeah, doubt. You know, yeah. like, well, hymnals I- didn't exist in Jesus' day, and... They right. worshiped God just fine, right? They well, if that is good enough the for
0: problem. the Apostle Paul, it's good enough for me. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's right. right. You know, well, so, I mean, what is a hymnal? the hymnal, though? The hymnal is the contemporary music when it was published, right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. I
2: mean and people threw a fit about it. Right. Oh, yeah. Sure. They, <laughs> we have every, gen, every
1: iteration of a new generation of things changing. Yeah. Everybody w- that thinks Amazing Grace was always popular, it was not. It was written in a bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that ticked some people off. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay.
0: So, so historically, then, yeah, this guy's upset because hymnals are disappearing because yep. hymnals is the right way to do it. Yeah. But if you rewind, what, a hundred fifty years? Two hundred. Yeah. If you go 200 back two hundred years, two hundred. Yeah. They were fighting because the hymnals were being introduced. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Right? Yep. So What's this the... is a pattern here of every time something, every a, time a style changes, mm-hmm. we get upset.
1: Yeah, every time the world turns a corner, you're going to have yeah. this. Interesting. And and for, for the saddest part of all of
2: it, again, is that we create barriers to the gospel of Jesus Christ that gives hope to people with stuff yeah. that doesn't matter. And making an idol, like you yeah.
0: said. I mean, the, the, you know, this is, you know, that's well, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll keep mm. going here.
2: <laughs> um. All right. Next one is screens don't belong in church. All right. So uh, because they're horrifically ugly. And because they often are I mean that's a direct quote to the first point. They're horrifically ugly. Oh yeah,
0: he really does. I'm gonna Um, send the screen. The uh,
2: the other part of of it is typing
0: this on a screen, right? Go back and use a typewriter, bro. (laughs) Like Jesus, (laughs) like Jesus, like the boss ball. How do you think he wrote First (laughs) Corinthians?
2: All right, so uh, another bad part of these screens is they often accompany other things such as. Guitars and microphones and drum kits, Ugh. and uh, yeah, and Hedons. typically giant luminescent slabs on the wall, right? So, this What's, is what uh, is that? Like the you know the popular oh. stage designs that are backlit with,
1: you know, <laughs> I, I like mean, it. Yeah, like slabs, <laughs> G- luminescent slabs. Right? <laughs> he had to make it sound like he. You know, it was in oh, you mean He's, like decor? decor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: okay. So, but here, here's the part of that that kills me the most. All right.
0: Really grinds your gears. It really grinds my gears. Yeah. Is
2: that in contrast? Here's what he presents: is um, he calls the uh, the way that things should be the time honored trappings of ecclesiastical tradition, like an altar, a pulpit, and a lectern, because screens just don't fit right to which i say none of those things existed before in yes
0: question what's the difference between it's, it's honest question what's the difference between a pulpit and a lectern do you know
1: i really don't one's used in a church and one's not <laughs> and they just wanted to call it something special mm-hmm. i think yeah. okay maybe i mean so. it's a, it's the same the, it's, it's, it's a, a podium what you preach, uh, a, podium, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. thing you pre- okay yeah, I don't, All I, right. that's what I think yeah. I could All be wrong right. somebody please inform us if we're wrong about yeah. the difference between a comment pulpit below. and a lectern yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. 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 comment below typically wooden and <laughs> around here you know. uh, yeah.
2: and, and, and again it's something that didn't exist in the church setting absolutely yeah. and yeah. it was just fine and,
0: and ag- again it sounds like this guy is idolizing mm-hmm. furniture mm-hmm. right absolutely. I've got a buddy of mine a couple mm-hmm. years ago he uh we worked together in a previous ministry, and then he went to a uh, a church, uh, a smaller church, kind of out in a uh, rural church, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I texted him about a month in. I said, how's it going? He said, I think they're going to fire me. I said, why? He said, I moved the communion table.
2: Oh, that's dead serious. <laughs> like, Around here. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, that's, a, that's a big deal for a yep. lot of places. And, yep. uh, you know, thankfully, uh, Leesburg's not that church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but we we're all familiar with those churches. Oh yeah, where you get fired for moving, or you get at least called in front of the elders, or you know yeah. whatever. Yeah, because uh, because you move a communion table.
1: We I, I've known a table I've, that was made, mm-hmm. or a piano, or an organ, or flags well, in a
0: factory.
2: Yeah, yeah. the uh, the organ thing. I have a friend that was in ministry that moved an organ that hadn't been used in years. Mm-hmm. Um. Moved it to the other side of the auditorium sanctuary, whatever you want to call it. And um, I mean, it was literally call an elders meeting. This is this is a serious, deep issue.
1: Kind of a thing fantastic so, I yeah. was I've, I've literally worked in a church where it was in the bylaws that you could not move the piano
0: or yeah like yeah. is it like and we wonder why the churches is in decline oh has to do with <laughs> that's
1: where <laughs> hymnals <or laughs>
2: screens see, yeah see that's where I'm headed with yeah. with all this and and I've taken up a lot of time so I'll kind of no you're, you're good okay you're this is fun all right good um So projector screens reflect our tech-obsessed culture. Now here's where I will pause and say agreed, right? We have projector screens and we do live in a tech-obsessed culture. It's something that I personally have to check myself with on a regular basis. But I think also that we have two options whenever the culture shifts. We can engage that shift in culture by in this instance using screens like people are familiar with information being on screen so we can use the screens to communicate the message of the gospel in order to you know that kind of thing or we can build up a wall and and literally say to uh you know uh, forgive yeah. me but to hell with the rest of you guys yeah
0: for yeah well you know i, I think it's interesting uh, it reinforces our tech obsessed culture I don't know. I kind of want to push back a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, sure. Like, there is an obsession. There's an unhealthy amount of tech and mm-hmm. that can be in one's life. But that's the same thing with anything. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the space race back in, you know, I, I was listening to a documentary uh, with uh, JFK. And he was talking about, you know, we're going to land on the moon, not because it's the easy thing, but because it's hard and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, the culture was obsessed with the going to space and going to the moon. Mm-hmm. My point there is that we all like we obsess over the culture that we're in, and so there's an unhealthy portion of it. But we can't reject right progress
1: or pretend it doesn't exist,
3: or pretend it doesn't exist, right? Right.
1: And, and yeah. I think too, you know, if you really think about this, okay, we have a screen now.
3: We have three. But Four, really.
1: Where did it start? I mean, for forever, mm-hmm. things have been used to teach, yep. educate, like educational purposes in the church and outside of the church. Yeah. We had when we were kids, it was chalkboards. Mm-hmm. You know, then it was the flannel graphs. The flannel graphs that, in church. That was it. It was a flannel graph, mm-hmm. and then, then puppet ministry.
2: Had, <laughs> oh gosh! Years and years of dedication, yeah. and years <laughs> and years for puppet ministry. Uh,
1: then you had the the projector that had like the little like, clear... The trans, the, trans- the, yeah. Oh, transparency. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I've, I've still got one of those, yeah, actually.
1: People, and I think people around here might still use them. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I do. I think they're fun to the, use. But I do. Make shadow puppets. When I was a Bible teacher uh, <laughs> at a school in Georgetown a couple of years ago in 2016, I used the overhead projector constantly with the little Bible things that... Uh, yeah, it was great.
1: But nice. my argument to this guy is, is in every church that I can remember growing up in, and I remember growing up in churches that are very similar to the things that mm-hmm. he loves, mm-hmm. we always had some form of a board that gave information. Mm-hmm. Even in my little small church in Robinson, there was a little, you remember the wooden boards that had this is how many people came, yeah. this is how many chapters mm-hmm. were read, yeah. this is what the offering was. Mm-hmm. That is no different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was always something that gave Information to the people. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, and, and here's here's another thing too. Is imagine. So, do you guys know off the top of your heads, John? You're a lot more schooled than I am. I don't know about that. Uh, when when was the printing press invented? Oh, right. I should know that.
0: Seventeen.
2: 16, I was. Uh, yeah, I was gonna 17. guess. I was gonna guess sixteen hundreds. Right. It was. I don't know.
1: I think it was late sixteen hundreds. Okay. But so,
2: but but regardless of when it was, if you look back that was the shift in culture back then. And I would imagine because humans haven't changed history has, but humans hasn't, I'm sure there was some kind of kickback that says we we've got books in the church now. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and oh, and well, we that. are, we are living in a book centered culture. And do you know all of the things that are actually written on books that are not in the church? So, so like I said, we have the option of either engaging what the culture is or, Building ourselves some kind of protection and pretending it doesn't exist, and uh, I'm glad to always try to engage people where they are because I think that that's what Jesus did in His life and ministry. So,
1: and, you know, and there's never been a a business in the world that when the world turned a corner and they said that'll never take off, mm-hmm. most of those businesses that did that no longer exist mm-hmm. because they refused to turn the same corners as as history. Yep. And, you know, I think the church is notorious for waiting way too long to mm-hmm. turn the corner. Mm-hmm. 1440. 1440. Wow. 1440.
0: Printing James Goodbird. Yeah. There you go. So. You need to yeah. go back
1: to school. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, but I mean, but uh, while I couldn't remember that, I, I do know, and, and we're aware that, I mean, there were book, book burnings mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as yeah. a result of yeah. of the printing press because. Uh, because well, one, it was releasing knowledge to the masses, yep. right? Where er, you know previously the elite would have this knowledge in the in the scrolls and writings. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that printing was available, there were you know mass persecution and, and uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, yep. And again, I want to point out he's writing this on a computer, probably.
1: Most likely. I, I, I would imagine so.
0: If not, I'm, 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 I'm going to find out who wrote it in a letter <laughs> saying, hey, did you write this on a typewriter?
1: <laughs> I will say this. I'm or gonna parchment. Give, I'm going to give this guy a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is something that we see uh, throughout churches uh, all through history. when When somebody goes to church and they feel connected, the things that they felt connected to at that time, they feel like that is what works. Yep. And so it's very hard for those people to see these other things come in because they're thinking this is what worked for me. Why won't it work for everyone? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. The, the things that that got you were popular in that culture at that time. Absolutely. Uh, but it's sometimes it's hard for people to connect, uh, separate themselves yeah. from that that world. But, but if we
0: look at the Bible that we say we believe in, Paul addresses this issue in First Corinthians, and he talks about how how the message of the gospel. Needs to be uh, the way it's presented needs to be adapted based on the society which you're t- sharing with. Yeah.
2: Right? Oh, and he we've got lots of examples of him
0: doing Absolutely. that in specific too. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and and so it's, I think it's so funny. Like we'll read that and we'll champion the 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 missionary journeys of Paul mm-hmm. uh, recorded in the New Testament uh, and how he culturally uh, adapted the message based on who his listeners were. Mm-hmm. We'll praise that. Yep. And we'll sit around and we'll do three years of Bible studies on that specifically. And then we refuse mm-hmm. to allow the message that we put forth to be culturally, culturally influenced and yep. relevant. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Interesting.
2: Absolutely. All right. So here's another one. We could spend an entire podcast on this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, but hymnals provide deep, theologically rich worship,
0: right? Oh, man. You know, I I firmly believe, and I don't know if I've ever said this out loud, but I think some of the worst theology we have is through some of those
1: hymns. But, John, I was almost persuaded. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Almost.
0: (laughs) Man, we've got some terrible theology in these hymns.
1: There there really is. Not all of them. but Also, bad songwriting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, this is my rant about that. When you get past two verses and you can't think of another verse, mm-hmm. it's time to quit. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like some of these songs have five verses and I'm like, what were you on when you <laughs> wrote the rest of this? Yeah, Like it's, you just, just made this up. really bad. And What's I'm your sure least
0: favorite hymn?
1: Oh, man. Uh, do you have one? I do. I mean, Almost Persuaded's up there. Yeah. Um, Mine.
0: How, how's that go?
1: I don't even remember. Yeah. Right. I don't
2: know the, the title of this song, but we used to how's make the, fun of it, it? so hard Um, at our first uh, youth ministry was, it was, um, Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon, many will meet their doom, trumpets will sound, right? So the words are are very dark, very uh, uncompassionate, very apocalyptic in nature, and it just goes on from there. Here's the worst part of it, is that it was, the tune of it was like, uh, one of those merry go rounds, you know what I mean? Like, dude, did do, did like, yeah. it was such a happy, like, many will yes! meet there, dude. Yeah, it, I mean, it many was, and doom. we were like, what? <laughs> like, is that, are are we, being? that's my least that's favorite funny. for sure. And, and, you know, people point to like, I could sing of your love forever. We're going all the nineties nostalgia, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, As like a theologically vapid song, right. And, yeah. and understandably sure. so, Yeah. but there are just as many that's instances right. of really good, more modern songs, but then also really bad hymns, it, yeah. you yeah. know, hymns versus newer
1: songs doesn't necessarily yeah. translate. Right. And, and, and for the record, for me. I, there are a lot of hymns that I love. Oh, for sure, oh, yeah. well written. A mighty fortress
0: is our God.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, Rock of Ages. So mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. don't want to be like we're hating on hymns. No. That's no, not true. No,
0: but there are some terrible ones. There are some terrible hymns, just as there are some terrible modern, uh contemporary oh, for sure. uh, worship tunes. For sure. Uh, so what? But just you know because
2: I mean? it's in the hymnal doesn't make it. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um, and the the last one. To save worship, we must rediscover hymnals. Mm. In order to save worship, we must rediscover
0: I hymnals. would say the biggest threat to our worship today is not in the songs we sing, but our knowledge of the God we sing to.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think
0: in order to save worship, we need to more accurately teach who God
1: is. Mm-hmm. What is
0: worship? I yeah. mean that's really, Who God
1: is and what is worship yeah, are yeah. huge. Yeah. Like
0: like Worship is one. Worship is not what you sing.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? It's not music. Mm-hmm. It's it's that's, a, that's an something. expression of worship. Exactly. Yeah. But
0: we worship as a response of of the of the God that we've come to know. Yep. And so the more we accurately to save worship is to know God. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to save worship. Otherwise, we're just singing songs that are.
2: Catchy or nostalgic, Catchy or, nos- or yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: or having a emotive response. I mean, you know, I I, I I used to not a lot, but I I've been to a couple concerts. Probably not nearly as many as you. Are. I mean, I've probably been on five maybe mm-hmm. concerts, but they were cool. But I remember I went to an Avett Brothers concert once. Mm-hmm. A really cool venue. It was it was at uh, somewhere in Ohio, and in the venue, they they curtained off like they curtained off the stage, mm-hmm. and it was just like the crowd it was like a crowd of 50 people mm-hmm. and we sat on the stage with the band which was super awesome, neat man. i mean it was so cool there was like 50 of us there um <laughs> uh really neat thing but i remember going through and this is right after the uh what was it uh the second gleam album came out and uh so like there's some cool songs on there and i remember looking over and seeing uh this girl with her hands up in the air Eyes closed, singing this saved Brothers tune. And I thought, boy, that looks a lot like church.
3: <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And we we see that. We you know I, I was watching uh, Garth Brooks uh, about a year ago. He was doing a St. Paddy's Day concert this past St. Paddy's Day. You mm-hmm. know, I watched that on TV, and you see people with their eyes closed and their hands raised, uh, singing "Rodeo" or whatever. We worship all kinds of things.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: To save worship in the church means we need to know a better picture of who God is. Yeah. And that's something that, uh, again, reverting back to an earlier point, I think we have gotten uh, sidetracked with our worship because we have decreased the importance of proper doctrine and theology. Yeah, We've watered down what we teach and how we teach. Mm-hmm. We've watered the content down in some areas. You know, I think that impacts our worship a lot more than wearing shorts in it. A- oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> you oh, know what gosh, I mean? Oh, gosh, yeah. So. Yeah. So man. here's
2: here's all of this boils down to why, why it made me so angry um, and why this mentality uh, bothers me so much. Because your dad wrote it. Is- <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No. <laughs> Darn it, Dad. No, just kidding. Um, is, is because what we're doing is putting up unnecessary barriers yeah. to people coming to Jesus like we have <clears throat> we have people that are friends, family members, neighbors, coworkers that are struggling with real life stuff like broken relationships, with addictions, with hardships with, you know, yeah. financial loss and and heartache Divorce, and and what we affairs. expect from them. Yeah, what we expect from them is okay, you need to put on your This is how church looked in the day when it was best for me. You need to put that on and come here and look more like this and accept more of this. Um, And then you will hear. And what all that that communicates to people that are actually in the quote unquote real world struggling with this stuff is that, oh, so God is the God of 1984. Right. He he doesn't like it worked back then, but he doesn't have anything to say to me. Today. in this article, he, he the guy talks about as as part of the decline of the church. Um, none of there were no kids who came forward at the beginning of their uh, service for the kids' sermon part of things, <laughs> and I I think that it's another one like because what we are saying when we hold these idols up is that's the God of yesterday, yeah.
0: right? And He doesn't have much to say well, to you today. Yeah, no wonder people think the church is outdated and irre- irrelevant. Yeah. Because we're we're putting that forward exactly. If you want a church to continue to decline, continue continue to be irrelevant in our mm-hmm. culture and our society, mm-hmm. no wonder people aren't coming to Jesus for yeah. for how, to, how how okay Jesus how how can I have a healthier marriage? We're not coming to Jesus for that. We're going to Doctor Phil. Why? Because Doctor Phil is relevant. Yeah, at least in most regards. Yeah. But this church, this church that says you know. I don't know, d- detached from culture. Mm-hmm. What's that, what's that have to have to say to me? Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What? Exactly.
2: Come on. Exactly. And 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 I think we all would agree in saying that none of these things are like if your church uses a hymnal. That's fine. That's totally fine. Cool. But to use that as a standard of well, this is why the church in America is declining right. is
0: or or to say you know, brother Matt, you all and, do worship choruses with guitars and drums. And you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. To to be judgmental or uh, argumentative with yeah. other churches and Christians who are doing things different than you, mm-hmm. based on style,
3: mm-hmm.
0: is a problem. Now, look if you're preaching something wrong, if you're teaching something wrong, if if the songs you're singing are sing, sending the wrong message, or yeah. you know, then That's call a that out. Argument. Yeah. That's a much different argument, but. Yeah stylistically shut up yeah. go sit down get a yeah. life <laughs>
2: yeah. all right so i'll close i'll close this little section <laughs> uh with with this here the the attitude that i think churches should have instead of hey you come and and fit this mold of things that we hold of when church used to work um back when there was this conflict in the early church in acts When, uh, you know, there were Gentiles coming in and believing in Jesus and there were Jews who said, no, you need to practice basically these tenets of Judaism first, do the snip thing um, first, and then you can follow Jesus. Uh, James said, it is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's why it bothers me is that we are making it difficult as a church culture. For people who are turning to God and want that more than any and need that hope that is there, but we we put so much stuff in the way and it bothers me.
0: Preach, preach. All right. Well, thanks for sharing what grinds your gears, what (laughs) burns your buttons and biscuits (laughs) and buns and whatever else.
2: I probably just took like all the time and my apologies for that. That's all right. That's all right. Matt
0: No, you're good. You're good. Matt, that's here. From your beard of
1: face, what really grinds your gears? You know what burns my buttons? <laughs> uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've been hearing about Kanye, mm-hmm. right? Kanye West put out a, uh, a Christian album. Um, uh, he calls it a gospel record. Uh, and, you know, I've, over the last couple of weeks, I've listened to through it several times. Uh, and to me, I feel like the guy is really working on something. Like mm-hmm. it, when you listen to the lyrics, if you you know really pay attention to the lyrics, it sounds like a guy who has worked through some stuff. He's got some more things to learn. He's got mm-hmm. some more things sure. to work on. And he's the first one to admit that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like you can't you can't say some of those things without having gone through a little bit of conversion. Yeah, right, I think. Oh, sure. yeah. My What's grinding my gears right now is what's up with Christians? Like because of his past, we are immediately hammering him oh Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. we don't do that to anybody else when when we got people in our churches that get baptized everybody's up celebrating excited yeah and then kanye does it and it's different yeah yeah i don't
0: get that yeah yeah yeah, that's an interesting thing you know uh i've seen a lot of christian people barking against this kanye
3: thing
1: what, what's up? Well, in
0: in one of his songs, doesn't even kind of
2: address that, like yeah. that the church is going to be the first ones to to hate on me, to yeah. make me feel like know.
0: I'm dark and alone. And I don't listen to that center music, but <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's that interesting. Matt, you bring up a good point. Why would we question someone's conversion? Now, more than anyone else's, right? What? Right. J- Jesus says, uh, "You'll know my disciples." Uh, Based on one primary criteria. Well, two. Uh, You'll you'll know my followers based on uh, if they love one another. Mm -hmm. And you'll know my followers based on the fruit that they bear. Mm -hmm. Right. So there are two elements there. Uh, One is love. And the other is fruit bearing. Now, I just saw an interesting article this morning. Now, it was on Facebook, so it could be fake news. But... (laughs) Uh, at one of his Sunday services, I guess Kanye's been doing these weekly church-type services. think mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um, and at one of his services, there were 100 people that professed faith in Christ.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: If that's true, which I don't know, Facebook, who knows, but if that's true and people are... Even if they're not genuinely doing that, I mean, we, we, we can't judge in our context, in our church, yeah, yeah. whether or not someone comes forward and, you know, right. uh, wants to get baptized. And, yeah, we you know, don't certain, scrutinize like, we, that. We, like, we, we. I don't know what's going on in your heart. I can talk to you. I can have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, that's uh, that's something that's between you and, you, you know, you and God. Yeah. Um, but if that's true, look, Jesus is being preached. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I think so. You know, and. You know, yeah, yeah, you're, you're. It's it's interesting. Yeah, hmm. yeah. That it it p- is
2: sad that you know we we judge this situation more harshly than, or more, um, yeah, cynically than we yeah. when than we would when we rejoice when our neighbor you right.
0: know said you and, yeah. and and here's the thing you don't have to li- you don't have to like the music mm-hmm. like I don't I I listened to it a couple times I don't like it mm-hmm. yeah but I've never really liked much of even right music you know yeah that's not that's not my thing and yeah. so that's okay i can not like the music but still say you know that's awesome that's great and rejoice because here's the thing you know um uh scripture tells us i think it was paul paul received a report that um that someone was preaching christ but it wasn't an authoritative Preacher mm-hmm. from the Jewish Council, right? It wasn't someone who had been sent out. And, and Paul's response was it Paul, or maybe I think it was Jesus. It might have been Jesus. The disciples came to him, yeah, and said, "Someone's uh, healing in your name." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're not it,
2: part of our club, so to speak. Not part it's, of our club,
0: yeah. yeah. And so Jesus said, well, "What's that have to do with you?" Yeah. Uh, Whoever's yeah. not against, against us is me for, us. for us. Yeah. 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 I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. Boy, I hope I'm not wrong because this is being recorded. But I'm pretty sure uh, <laughs> there came a report though that, a- a- and you no, know, that's what it was. And John, John talks about there were some that were preaching f- for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. But he says, regardless, as long as Christ Christ is being preached, that's the praise there, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So God's got to deal with their hearts. Yeah. You know, if they're p- preaching for selfish motives yep. or whatever, it that's on them. Yeah. But still. Christ is being preached. Yeah, right? and
2: it's it's healthy for us to not put our our hope. <laughs> it's it's healthy for us to not put our our hope in Kanye, right? We're putting our hope right. in Jesus, but and so I guess that's maybe why people are. If to give them the benefit of the doubt, I guess that would be the best reason why I could see, but. But I don't see anybody putting their hope in, like, okay, Jesus exists because Kanye said that he does. You know what I mean? And that's not been what I've seen Kanye's attitude in that either is like, hey, you know, he's not puffing himself up. Yeah, he's
0: not saying follow me. He's saying follow, follow, exactly, you know, follow Christ. Yeah.
1: I've got, you know, it was interesting. I I have a friend who works uh, at a church in like Arizona, and he actually got to go to one of these Sunday service events. Mm -hmm and he said the interesting thing for him was he thought this was going to be all about Kanye. When he got there, Kanye was going to be over all of it, and you are always going to see him. And he was like, I, Kanye was out for like two songs. The rest of the time, he was with us yeah. in the audience. Mm-hmm. And he said, and Kanye kind of kind of brought up that he didn't really feel like he has the authority to to speak a whole lot. He, mm-hmm. he kind of talked about his conversion a little bit, but he had a... He had another minister there that did most of the speaking. Yeah, And I was like, I mean, that tells you a little bit more about what mm-hmm. Kanye's trying to do than, mm-hmm. than right. what we see in the media.
0: And that's one of the things that, that I, I found really credible was that, well, I don't know that guy that you're talking about. I don't know if it's the same preacher that goes around to the different services or what. But I know that there was one of the preachers at one of the Sunday services was a guy that graduated from master's college or right. seminary. Mm-hmm. Uh, in California, Southern California, it is a very fundamental, uh, more Baptisty, uh, but it's it's but fundamental biblical college. It's a good school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good doctrine, good theology comes out of that. It's jo- tied with John MacArthur. Uh, he he was the president there for several years and really um, has has uh, been influential with that with that university. Um, if if that's the case. He's not getting, you know,
2: just a feel good, a feel good, mm, right? Yeah,
0: popular, energetic, yeah, yeah. handsome yeah. face to preach. Yeah, he's not just he's getting calling someone me to who's come, st- right, <laughs> right. He's not just getting <laughs> Schneller to come. He's getting somebody that actually knows the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> zing. so, zinger, zinger. Zing. So, so yeah, so yeah, lay off of Kanye. Can we? Can we all just lay off of Kanye? Let's be nice. Or,
1: or anyone. Who's uh, converting for that matter?
0: Yeah, you yeah. Know? Now, look, like, here's the thing if he comes out next month and he says, you know what, I'm wrong, I'm Jesus, or that's starts teaching, you know, bad things, then that's that's different. But I think, Matt, you were telling me uh, last week that even with his songwriting, after he wrote these songs on the new album, he took it to a pastor and said, hey, can you yeah. read through and make sure this is sound before I publish Which it? Which
1: is pretty crazy for a, a guy like Kanye, who's an artist, who who has said it forever that he's the best artist Mm -hmm. of all time Mm -hmm. he's not been you know uh shy about saying that yeah for him to write his lyrics and then want to take them to a minister to make sure that they are accurate before he puts them out yeah that says something that's something like you know a
0: little bit of humility coming there's humility there
1: there's Hmm. there's something working yeah and you know he's on a road now and it's a long road we've all we're all on Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know um but for us to judge him immediately after he yep. says this, like, Back come on, off. Christians, wake up. You're
0: burning <laughs> biscuits. That's
1: right. You're burning buttons. Son. John,
0: what what grinds your gears? You know what grinds my gears? Let me, let, let me, uh, what really grinds my gears? What really burns my buttons? What really gets my goat? Is if this
2: podcast isn't titled What Burns My Buttons, <laughs> then we've done something wrong. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Huge disservice.
0: You know, what really bothers me is uh we see this I see this a lot. I see people um, coming to me and saying, Hey, will you pray about this with me? Mm-hmm. And whatever the topic is, sometimes it's you know more more times than not, it's it's a it's a bigger thing. But these people don't do anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to a point where I'm really tired of... I had a lady come in my office last week. She is um, a drug user. Uh, I met with her six months ago, and I didn't recognize her last week when I, she, she came and sat down with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally did not recognize her. I stopped and mm-hmm. said, I'm sorry, have we met before? Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, we did this about six months ago. And I said, holy cow, I don't even recognize you. You mm-hmm. You look terrible. And then I kind of got a little upset. I'm tired of just praying about something. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds bad. I remember in, in college I got a, a, an earful from a professor because I was giving a persuasive speech. and I said, if nothing else, just pray. And that professor said, we never just pray. You know, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's not just a prayer thing. And I get where he's coming from. But I think many people treat Jesus like a genie in a bottle. And they said, well, Pastor, come pray with me. Yeah. I'm I'm a, a heroin addict.
2: And if you and say a, a persuasive enough prayer, then that's well, the incantation. Well, they,
0: they, they, that... like, they just expect it to be fixed right there. Mm-hmm. But that's never how it works. Mm-hmm. I said to her last week, I said, Look, I'll pray with you, but I'm also going to get on the phone. If you really want to get well, then you'll go into rehab. Not next week, mm-hmm. not next month, but today. And if you're not interested in going to rehab, then are you really interested in getting well? Right. And then if you're not interested in going to rehab today, what's the point
2: of the prayer? Right. Right. And and I I would you know knowing you I would know that it's not because you don't think that prayer matters or prayer <laughs> right, works, yeah. but prayer divorced
0: from action. Right. Is yeah. Do something. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't just say, God, fix it, God, fix it, and then step back and, Like Sammy referred to a couple weeks ago, and then you say, God, please fix this, and you step back and you watch this thing, and, and it doesn't happen. And then I say, well, God, you must not care. And he's saying, D- no. you know. I was reading in a, in a book, um, oh, it's by Henry Nowen. It's called The Way of the Heart, um, which has just been a huge blessing for me. It's a small book. I mean, I highly encourage you, if you're listening and you need some encouragement and some focus, read this book. It'll take you maybe an hour to read this whole book. Um, uh, but, uh, it, there was a, a, story that was relayed by a, uh, a desert father, desert father, um, early in the, you know, 400, 500s. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's this, uh, the desert fathers are people who kind of rejected society and went out in the desert for an extended period of time to pray and, and be with God and find solitude and silence and all that. Well, he, he told the story and, uh, And uh, in the story, this guy is in the house and the demons come to the house. These demons come to the house and they say, get out of this house, man. And the man says to the demons, no, you don't have you don't have uh, a place here. You need to leave. And so he's going through the house and he's picking up the trash. The demons are laying down. He's trying to organize and make it nice as the demons throw trash down all over the place. And eventually the demons grab this guy by the by the arms and start to pull him out of the house. Mm -hmm. And. And the the man yells out, Lord, Jesus, help. And then Jesus is there, and the demons flee. And then the man starts crying. And Jesus says to, of course, this is all parable. This is all story. But Jesus says to the man, he says, why are you crying? He says, you would allow the demons to treat me in this way.
3: Mm -hmm. And
0: Jesus says, well, don't you know I was always here, and you called to me. And then we got together, and we worked it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how the story goes. And, and the whole idea is Jesus is there, mm-hmm. right? If you're struggling with a addiction or, you know, whatever, and you need prayer, you need something fixed in your life, Jesus is there, and he's willing; He's Absolutely. already wanting to work in your life. But th- it requires your efforts, mm-hmm. not just to pray, but to be active and, and yep. picking up the stuff in the life and, and, and getting rid of it. And, and, and so if you're, you know, I'm so burdened with every week I get, Probably at least, I don't know, every week I'll get at least three to five phone calls mm-hmm. asking for financial help. And when I start asking the individuals who call, um, start asking, you know, hey, what's going on with you? What's happening? What's the situation? Because we have limited funds each week through our Change for Dollar program. More times than not, it comes out that they're drug active drug users. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Do you want to go into rehab? No, I can't do, go into rehab. Well, why not? You're not working. You don't have a job. Your kids have been taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Why can't you go into rehab? Well, I just need money for my rent this month. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Just not. I'm. T- I'm tired of peddling Jesus in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I know to, it sounds bad. And no. Uh, I, again, I. I do. I, I. I highly value prayer. I mean, right. I'm not trying to discredit right. that or anything. I'm just saying sometimes. The responsibility falls on us to fix our situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. to be an active role in fixing it.
1: Exactly. What was that line? Um, several weeks ago, Sammy was preaching. and He said something. He said, "You can't pray your way out of things that you've behaved your way into. Yeah. Like yeah. you, there has to be work.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And I,
1: th- and I think back at every time in my life when I've been trying to get through something and I've been relying on God, I did a lot of work yeah. on during that time mm-hmm. on myself. You know." Or on whatever the situation was, and he, you know, he provided opportunities, but I had to choose to take those opportunities, yeah, yep. and I had to go down those paths, and those paths were always hard. They always yep. were. One, go oh, ahead.
2: Sorry one one of the best analogies I've I've read with the Christian walk and the role of faith and work and how those things work together is like we living the Christian life are like a sailboat, right? We are dependent upon the wind, which is God's work. But we are also in charge of hoisting the sails to catch mm. the wind. You know mm-hmm. there is there is a partnership that God has created with us um, to ask for prayer, to seek His. I mean, the only way through any of the stuff that we face in life ultimately comes yeah. through Jesus, right? And yeah. a relationship with Him and fellowship with other people that are following Jesus, right? But but it it's and so there is that aspect of we rely on the wind that God provides, Absolutely. but we also are in char- charge of hoisting the sails Hoist and doing sale. something to to catch what it is that God mm-hmm. is leading us towards. So.
0: And, and, you know, it st- stood out to me this past weekend, Sammy was preaching, and, he, and one of his points was he said, you know, the truth is we do whatever we want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very true generally outside of Christ. Absolutely. But like In Christ, the truth is sometimes I don't do what I want to do. Like there are some times where I just want to punch somebody, mm-hmm. but because I still of have Christ's a black eye, by the way, influence, <laughs> I don't. Right? <laughs> there are some things that I don't do because of Jesus, and there are some things that I do because I want to be rebellious. Mm-hmm. And so, at the end of the day, I do what I want to do, and if I want to be well, then I'm going to get well, mm-hmm. and that means sometimes, well, that means all the time saying, you know what, I'm I'm powerless. Mm-hmm. Right? I I cannot control whatever this is. Yeah. Whether it's a drug addiction or financial habits, or maybe it's my marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, I've I've never had uh, drugs or financial gambling issues. But my marriage, I I know that I can make my marriage really bad really easy. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it starts with being selfish. Mm -hmm. If I just continue to be selfish, my wife's not going to like me very much. Now, my wife is a very faithful and patient woman. And so she would probably deal with me for a long time. But we're not going to have a good marriage. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean. Yep. If I want to have a better marriage, then I need to bathe in a prayer. Absolutely. But then mm-hmm. I've got to do the work of not being selfish. Yeah. And 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 lift her up and, and pour into her, uh, and do things that benefit her and bless her. And so I don't know. I'm just yep. I, I'm at a point where I'm just so tired of this idea of treating Jesus like a genie in a bottle. Jesus fix it. You know this whole idea of Jesus take the wheel. You know, Jesus, and take the wheel. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Like
0: it's just not. If you let go of the wheel, you're going to go through a fence and (laughs) wrap around a tree. You know what I mean? Thank you, Carrie Underwood. You know. (laughs) It always comes back. Always. Yeah. Sometimes we got to do work. Yeah. And we and we like to neglect our responsibility. Yeah. And so that's that's what grinds my
3: gears. (laughs) Yeah, we get
2: we get we get upset with God because He doesn't grow the garden of our lives but we've never planted any seeds
3: right so it it the be yeah
2: yeah, Yeah, so we haven't done
0: anything right and so and so then what happens is our our theology our doctrine changes because of our behavior Mm -hmm. right so god you didn't fix this therefore you must not care about this and so eventually i'm gonna say well it's probably okay that i do this Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah well because god you want me to be happy right and this wasn't making me happy, but this does make me happy. And you want me to be happy. And God's saying, No, I don't want you I don't want you to be happy. Yeah. My concern isn't your happiness. Yeah. My concern is your holiness. Yeah. So quit being stupid. Yeah. That's a John Watts paraphrase. <laughs> well, and what,
2: what <laughs> makes us happy in the in the temporary, in the in the moment, often makes us unhappy in the long term. Right. So he has our better yeah. intentions. Yeah.
0: yeah. In uh, anyway, sense. that's what grinds my gears. Guys, it's been fun talking with you all today. Good stuff. Yeah. Good, Good stuff. stuff. Talking about what grinds our gears, what burns our biscuits, what b- pops our poppers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I better stop while I'm ahead. And that's enough for listen, this that's week. That's enough for this week. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, again, questions, comments can go directly to David at thesebirds. E. Harris <laughs> at <yop>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lee, feel free to engage with us by emailing us at com. Like, share,
3: comment on social media. And until next time, see ya. See you later. Peace.